0: Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837, and FSP, dedicated to food service excellence. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us, If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents the Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Mark Twain's Huckleberry Finn. Dante's Divine Comedy, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. Melville's Moby Dick. Jack Kerouac's On the Road. All these texts from many centuries, many different cultures, all have one thing in common. They're about a journey. And in every one of those cases, the journey is evocative of the journey of life. As these people make their way through this narrative, symbolically, it's about our journey through life. We have something very much like this in our first reading It's from the first book of Kings. And can I encourage you, one of the most entertaining books in the Old Testament is the first book of Kings. It's full of interesting narratives and battle scenes and adventure. And at the heart of the first book of Kings is the story of the prophet Elijah. And these are especially entertaining and interesting tales. If you have a chance, take out your Bible and read from this section of First Kings. As our story opens, Elijah's been through a very trying time. Remember the climactic scene? It's the the high point of his life. Elijah, who's the prophet of Yahweh, has faced down the prophets of Baal, the pagan god. They're up on the top of Mount Carmel. There are 400 and some priests of Baal, and then there's Elijah. He says, let's prepare a sacrifice. Then you call on your God, and I'll call on mine. We'll see who responds. It's a great face-down, show-off test. So the priests of Baal, they pray, and they dance, and they do all kinds of things, calling on their God. Nothing happens. Elijah taunts them. So maybe he's deaf, maybe he's asleep, maybe he's awake. Keep calling him. So they call and call. Of course, nothing happens. And then Elijah calls upon yahweh and the fire comes down and consumes the sacrifice and he proves that there's only one true god with that he kills all the priests of baal all 400 of them well it's a kind of a high point of his life he's proven himself right and he's defended the rights of yahweh well queen jezebel is not pleased jezebel is married to king ahab And Jezebel is a devotee of Baal, the pagan god. And so she sends her troops and secret police after Elijah. He flees, fleeing for his life through the countryside. This was serious business. If they caught him, he'd be dead. So he runs and runs in the course of many days and many weeks. Our little passage for today opens now at this point in the journey. Listen. Elijah went a day's journey into the desert until he came to a broom tree and sat beneath it He prayed for death This is enough. O Lord take my life for I am no better than my father's He's reached a bottom point scraping bottom a point of depression his life that had just come to a high point at this confrontation with the priests is now bottomed out. He's discouraged, depressed, in fact, so depressed he's even calling for death. At this point, an angel appears to him. Listen. An angel touched him and ordered him to get up and eat. He looked, and there at his head was a hearth cake and a jug of water. After he ate and drank, he lay down again, but the angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him, and said, Get up and eat, else the journey will be too long for you. At this low point in his life, he receives food and drink. He receives sustenance. It enables him to get up and to go on with the journey. And then the angel says, You must go to the mountain of God, to Horeb. That's Mount Sinai, the holy mountain. Elijah, at this low point in his life, receives the power to move, and he receives a renewed sense of direction. The means and the end both become apparent to him, and he's able to go on. Now, friends, we're not prophets of Yahweh. We're not being pursued by the secret police of Queen Jezebel. But can we identify with Elijah the prophet? I think most of us can. Most of us, at some stage, reach this point. I just don't want to go on. I just don't have the energy. Life has beaten me up. I don't have the energy, and actually, I don't even know where I'm going anymore. I've lost my sense of direction and purpose. A lot of us, at times in life, become just like Elijah the prophet. What do we need? Same thing he needed. Sustenance for the journey and a renewed sense of direction and purpose. Now, we read from 1 Kings because it mirrors beautifully the gospel reading. The last couple of weeks now, we've been reading from this sixth chapter of John's Gospel. We'll do so for the next three weeks. Listen now to how it mirrors the Elijah story. Jesus says to the crowd, I myself am the living bread come down from heaven. Last week we heard... Don't work for perishable food, but work for that imperishable food. Well, what is it? Or better, who is it? I myself and the living bread come down from heaven, says Jesus. Notice, please, Christians, two things. Jesus, the living bread, is both the means and the end. He's both sustenance for the journey and he's where we're going elijah needed both those things to continue so we need them to continue on our journey through life especially at these trying and difficult and painful times let me look now just for the rest of this homily at those two dimensions the Eucharist the living bread is both means and end notice something peculiar jesus refers to himself as living bread Now, bread is many things you know it's good it's beautiful to look at it's savory but it's not alive i don't care what you say about bread it's not alive rather when you eat bread and you take it into your system and it becomes muscle and and bone and so on then you could say yeah it becomes living bread as it's assimilated to me here it works the other way when we consume the Eucharist we don't make bread come alive rather that bread that heavenly bread makes us come alive because listen it assimilates us to it when we consume the Eucharist we are made into the body of Christ. We are brought now into his system. We are incorporated into his life. And friends, this is precisely how and why the Eucharist is food for the journey. Where are we going in the course of life? Well, we're going to honors and glory and material things. No, that's not where we're going. The ultimate journey symbolized in the mountain of Horeb, the mountain of God, we are going toward heaven therefore we need to become assimilated to the being of heaven we need to become heavenly beings we do it by consuming the eucharist let me just offer a few simple comparisons i know i've spoken to you before about this trip i made now several years ago with a priest friend of mine the two of us rode our bicycles from paris to rome it was a long and arduous journey we rode seventy or eighty miles a day for about twelve days well to get ready for that trip i spent months in preparation during the winter months i was on a stair machine every day getting myself you know fit or i was on a stationary bike when the weather changed i got on my bike as quickly as I could, and I would ride and ride and ride for miles a day. I was trying to prepare my body by eating the right things, so that I'd be ready for this ordeal, ready for this trip. When I first went to France, some years before that, to study, well, I was immersed in a whole new world, you know, I mean, new people, new places, new language, new everything. Well, to get ready for that, I spent three years working with this wonderful woman from my first parish who spoke French, and we'd meet on a regular basis, we'd speak French. And she was trying to draw me into this whole new world. So it goes. We must become acclimated to a new place, a new time, a new style of life it's heaven. It's a whole new way of being, God's way of being. How do we become ready for it? By eating this bread which has come down from heaven, by consuming Christ in the Eucharist and not assimilating him to us, but allowing ourselves to be assimilated unto him. That's just like this hearth cake and jug that the angel sets beside elijah you must eat this or you're not ready for the journey so the eucharist is a means secondly the eucharist is an end last week i told you about all the things in this world that we seek after that are good but fleeting impermanent what's the one thing we should seek this imperishable food this eternal life friends the eucharist is as though heaven itself has come in the midst of this passing fleeting world so that we can see where we're going elijah needed to be reminded of the goal the mountain of god that's where you're going and that gave him courage we too have to be sustained by the eucharist yes but also we need to see it so that we're reminded of where we're going the eucharist is heaven here on earth heavenly bread what's heaven like i don't know in detail saint john said eye has not seen ear has not heard what god has prepared for those who love him but we do know this The Eucharist is Christ's love unto death. That's what it is. Christ's total self-offering on the cross, now made present to us. Whatever heaven is, and I don't know it in detail, I'll wait for that. But whatever heaven is, it's something like this total self-emptying love. When we attend the liturgy, when we adore the Blessed Sacrament, when we look at the Eucharist, we are reminded of that end. We see it. We see heaven right here on earth. So you want capacity for the journey? You want courage for the journey through life? Make the Eucharist, this living bread, come down from heaven, the very center of your life. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, i Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. You want the kids to eat healthy foods. They want fast foods and sugary snacks. What's a parent or school administrator to do? Call FSP. We provide nutritious, kid-tested, kid-approved meal service to area schools. Our quality breakfast, lunch, and snack plans are easy to implement and affordable. Take the guesswork out of mealtime by calling FSP at 773-385-5100. FSP, we're more than a school food service.